Alright, how are we gonna do the intro? It's the intro right now. No. New nerp. Surfer guy. Part I of love the this. What's up, guys? Right. Sports and Jesus. Alright. We need to figure out how to do the intro. Um, so welcome to Sports and Jesus. Episode Twenty three. Twenty nine. No, just nine, not twenty-nine. Yep. Okay. Um sorry it's been a while since we made an episode. Garrett, what are you doing? That's weird. Don't do that. That's weird. Nobody can see you. That's weird. Um Garrett's putting his sprite up to the microphone so we can all taste it. Is that what Hear you're doing? The fizz. That's weird. Smell oh. It. oh, okay. Here's a fizz. Smell That's a it. great idea for content, Garrett. <laughs> We can't hear you. You're not anywhere close. We don't provide much more. All right. That was the best thing you've done yet. Was it? Yep. Jim. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Again, sorry it's been a few weeks. I'm not sure why. We have no excuse. Mother's Day, when we all love our moms, that's why we didn't record last week yep that, yep that's it yep cool. and cool. i have no excuse for the week before um garrett was legally changing his name to rick david oh that's <laughs> awkward good joke um so <laughs> we are into the conference finals of the NBA. If you're not keeping up with it, you've got the Celtics, as of right now, are up 2-1 to one against the Cavs, who the Cavs took a game last night. But the series hasn't technically started yet because a road team hadn't won a game. And the series doesn't start until a road team wins a game, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because Thank you. The, audible. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to audible to... Our sponsor, get that, get how I did that, like a sports audible. If you're changing the play right before you take a snap, you audible it, and we're audibling it to Clever. audible. Yep. That was planned. <laughs> yep, plan that. Um, our sponsor is Audible. If you go to, what is it? Audibletrial.com. Slash sports and Jesus, you can get a 30 day free trial with a free book. If you sign up, please use that link. We'll put it in the show notes. If you use that link, it helps support us and helps support our wonderful sponsor. So go do that. Audibletrial.com slash sports and Jesus 30 day free trial. You'll like Audible. If you don't know what Audible is, it helps you. When you have a play and you want to change it, it helps you change. No, just kidding. It's uh-huh. a way. <laughs> it's a way to listen to books being read. Yep. <laughs> so that's our sponsor. So back to the NBA playoffs. We've got in the Western Conference Finals. We've got the Rockers, as Joy calls them, against the Warriors, or is it the Rockers against the Warriors? <laughs> Change of the uh, Steph last. Curry's the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. So, going back to the Eastern Conference, where did the Celtics come from? Boston. Boston. Uh, 
<laughs> that looked like yeah. that was planned. That was a really good high five there, guys. Uh, yeah, okay. Technically, watch, the, watch the elbow. You won't miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you aiming yeah. for the elbow or just watching the elbow? Just watching the elbow as your hands are moving towards each other. You'll never miss a high five. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so how are the Celtics... Okay, let me rephrase this question. How are the Celtics so good? Al Horford, man. Who would have thought that Al Horford is better than LeBron James? Brad Stevens. Garrett, nobody can see you raising your hand. Um, I mean, how? Just how? 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 Any theories? Nope. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how the Celtics are even playing with the Cavs, much less beating them two out of three games. But, you know, when you think about it, yeah, the Cavs have LeBron, but the Celtics have drafted so well. I mean, they've got two number three draft picks playing in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'm bad at names once the mics get turned on. Um, and then you've got Terry Rozier's first-round draft pick. Marcus Smart's a first-round draft pick. Al Horford is a all-star, four-time all-star, I think. I mean, so, so that's, a, that's a good team. But they're beating LeBron. They beat LeBron twice. How? 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 Yeah. LeBron How? let him. He's got him right where he wants them. LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so, LeBron, you can't be a sports show, right? Unless you spend at least a third of the time talking about LeBron. So we want to one day be a recognized sports show. So we're going to do our our good LeBron talk here. We have very mixed emotions and mixed feelings toward LeBron in this room. I also want to say um, today we have Andrew Rouse with us. Um, We've got our, our normal three, but also have Andrew and uh, I just realized that I didn't even FaceTime stats to know if he's going to be here with us or not. So I'm going to do that right now. We are FaceTiming stats. Let's see. Let's see if he'll answer. Wow. We are really organized. <coughs> Garrett, what's your opinion about LeBron? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're FaceTiming. <laughs> hang on. He's the boat. <laughs> Best of all time. Yeah, I think I broke this chair. Oh, FaceTime unavailable. All right, stats. Okay, so what was your question, Andrew? Garrett, what's your opinion of LeBron? Garrett, for those that couldn't hear that, he asked what Garrett's opinion of LeBron is. Garrett, right now, since you, y'all can't see us, he is wearing a LeBron shirt with LeBron's face on it. He's got LeBron tattooed on his elbow, and he's wearing LeBron's game-worn pants from his sixth-grade AAU team. And a pair of those LeBron 15s as well. Yep. Please don't put chalk in your hands and throw it up, because it'll get in my eyes. I am so broke. I don't think I could afford any of those items just listed. <laughs> anyway, uh, as far as what do I think about LeBron, I think LeBron's a tremendous player. I think he's easily 
one of the top five of all time. In my opinion, he's one of the top two of all time. My biggest problem with LeBron is I have never liked his attitude as far as the way he presents himself as the greatest in the world. Yes, he may be, but the arrogance that comes with his attitude and that sometimes bothers me. Two. Okay, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, stay on one. So, for Garrett's ideal greatest athlete of all time, he needs to be the greatest of all time, but act like he's the seventh no, best? No, Don't Don't prove, act like you're the prove greatest. Prove it on the court without having to flop every time somebody barely touches you because you want to get free throws and you want to get uh, attention from the refs. So they need to act like they're the eighth the eighth best player of all no, time. I'm just saying, it's go, okay. out, go out there, win the game. When it comes crunch time in the finals, go out there, beat the Mavericks, which you should have beat with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and don't whine to me about how Jordan didn't sit there and have to do the things you did when you can't do the things Jordan did. Obviously, he did not do the things that Jordan's done. Jordan went 6-0 and in the finals. And, and LeBron's never, only been to nine finals in a row. Yeah, but he's only won two. Yeah. He's won two. Two. Yeah, he's been to nine. That's two and seven. Jordan yeah. was six and oh. Which one's a better record? I don't care about who's went to more okay. or who's won okay. more. So, by that logic, Scottie Pippen is also better than LeBron? Scottie Pippen was not the leading role in that team. That was Jordan's Okay, so team. you have to be the leading role. So, Bill Russell is better than If you look at it, Jordan, his teammates that he had in his career had 11 combined all-star appearances between Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. LeBron James has had 40 Four combined all-star appearances from his teammates. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love. He's had great players around him who, you know, Kevin Love was a perennial all-star before he came to Cleveland. All of a sudden, now he sucks. I mean, maybe LeBron's not as good of a teammate everybody thinks he is. Yeah, that's it. Just saying. Yeah, that's why, even though all the other players like J.R. Smith has had his best careers with LeBron, um, Booby Gibson, um, Mo Williams. He still doesn't show up when it comes um, time to show up. Mario Chalmers disappeared once LeBron left. Uh, yeah, he. you're right. He doesn't show up. He just has, you know, four buzzer-beating um, shots in the playoffs to win the game when Jordan only had two. You know, that's it. If you're that's going all. to compare yourself to Jordan, you better show up. That's all. Yeah, I'm he doesn't show up, even LeBron. though he has four Buzzer beaters. There is no way him and Bosch and Dwayne Wade should have ever lost to the Mavericks. There's no way they should have lost. Okay. And And when it comes down to who it comes down to who took those shots. It wasn't LeBron. LeBron wasn't the one with the ball in his hands when the game was on the line. What you got, Andrew? Don't take credit away from Dirk. He's a good player. Dirk is not LeBron or Dwayne Wade. But Dirk he, is great. He's a baller. But he's not LeBron. And LeBron's won three, son. And who did Dirk two. have surrounding yeah, good, him? Good point. Good who, point. Who, who, did, who did Dirk have surrounding him on that team? Jason Terry? Berea? Yeah. Jason Terry got okay, the tattoo. Versus Dwayne so Wade to, and Chris Bosh. Let him win. Yeah, who should have won? That? Who should have okay, won? That? Okay, there's one series that LeBron should have won that he didn't. That's what you got. Because there's no series that Jordan should have won they did. Not like the Orlando Magic series the year he came back when they got whooped by the young, inexperienced Orlando Magic. You know, but let's not mention that, all right? Just because Jordan never had his bad series in the finals, okay? Jordan was 6-0 and on the finals. How many seasons did Jordan play? Mm. 
which means... What was it, 84 to 03, 19 minus 2, the 17 years? Okay, so 17 years, and six of them he made the finals. So he that means... No, they're, hold on, whoa, 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 He did whoa, not whoa, have a perennial whoa, all-star teammate whoa, whoa, until the whoa. 90s, and he was playing against the 80s Celtics and the 80s Pistons and the 90s Pistons. Those three teams would have killed LeBron. Yes, There's and, no way LeBron would have ever got past any of them in the playoffs. Okay, Period. yes, and Jordan beat in the finals. He beat a team where their best players, Charles Barkley. <laughs> um, he beat a Jazz team twice. They had two Hall of Famers, and that was probably the best team. And the all-time, if I'm not mistaken, is Carmelo not the all-time leading scorer? Google me, Chuck. I don't know. Did, I think Kobe, did Kobe pass him? No, I think Carl Malone is still the all-time leading scorer okay. in NBA uh-huh. history. Uh-huh, yeah, too. Okay. And John Stockton, if I'm not mistaken, was the okay. leading assist. Who is the all-time leading three-point maker in NBA history? I want to say Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. I don't think <laughs> no. Curry's got there yet. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got there. He's yeah. already got there? Yeah. Well, he, Curry has the, the top four seasons of three-pointers made are all Stephen Curry. Um LeBron is playing. Okay, how many championships will LeBron probably have by now if the Warriors didn't have four Hall of Famers on the team? And that's a good. And that's a uh, great right, point. Uh-huh. That's yeah, a great yeah. point. Six. But six is the this. answer. I would six. say this. Six. I would six. say this. Six, Garrett. Six. I would say that the eighty Celtics. Six. I would say the eighty Celtics going up against the Warriors would be. I think it would be fairly even. I don't six. think the yeah, Warriors pull away from those. That. Jordan didn't beat the A.D. Celtics. And that's true. And that's a solid, and I'll give you that. That's a good point. All right. I guess I just have an issue with somebody claiming, and everybody claiming that he's better than Jordan, but he doesn't. I'm sorry. When it comes, there is a whoa, clutch whoa, factor whoa, that whoa. LeBron okay. does not okay. have that Let's, Jordan had. He's hit four buzzer beaters <laughs> in the playoffs. Jordan hit two. He has doubled Jordan. He has hit as many buzzer beaters this year in the playoffs to win a ball game as Jordan did his whole career. I just have it. He's not clutch. Here's He's a good taken example. over in the fourth quarter, single-handedly won two series. Here's the this best year. example I can give of the difference between the two mentalities the two have. When LeBron barely gets touched, he wants to flop and act like he just got mugged. Jordan, with the flu, goes out there and gets 50 points. There's a different mentality there. Okay. Jordan, sick, knowing he was not anywhere near ready to play, came out there and killed. Do you think the flopping is a sign of weakness or the flopping is the fact that the game has changed so much that he can get an advantage by doing that, and so he's going to yeah, take it because he, he wants to win so bad? Garrett, Garrett, <laughs> I just Garrett, think the fact Garrett, that he has oh, to Garrett, stoop to that Garrett, level in Garrett, order to do Garrett, that, if he's the Garrett, greatest player, Garrett, he shouldn't have Garrett, to do that. Garrett, Greg. He shouldn't have Garrett, to do that. If he's the greatest Garrett, ever, he Garrett, shouldn't have Garrett, to do it. Garrett, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. You don't like LeBron because he's arrogant, but you like Jordan. Have you listened George- to Jordan? Have you listened to his Hall of Fame speech? Have you heard the fact that he he made all the people around him call his code word was Yahweh because he thought he was God? Like Jordan yeah. is ten times more arrogant than LeBron. Garrett's shaking his head for all of y'all just, that are not watching. This debate always gets uh-huh, me frustrated. Yeah, this debate always because you're wrong. You're wrong. Just like you were wrong about Brett Favre when you said Brett Favre wasn't any good, and just because I never you- <laughs> would have ever said Brett Favre. Brett Favre, Brett Favre's not the greatest quarterback, but he's one of them. Yeah, Brett Favre was top awesome. 
20. You have lost your mind. I don't like LeBron. Joy loves LeBron. <laughs> I just like I just like seeing Garrett mad because Garrett is to the point where he forgets that we're doing a podcast. The last several years, back and forward and then has, back and away. His flopping is absolutely everybody flops. I just, I mean, even when they, because you look at the punishment Jordan took when he drove to the lane, and he still got his points. And LeBron can't take somebody barely touching him. He does. Flopping. He gets his points. He's because he faster, flops and goes to the bigger, free throw line. and stronger than everyone else. They have to foul him, and he's he doesn't get a lot of. Calls. Most of the time, he gets fat. Yeah, he who's doesn't guy, get near as many the guy calls. Who's the guy for Indiana that blew in his ear a few years ago? Us. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> Google me that. Stevenson. Lance, Lance Stevenson. Stevenson. Lance Stevenson did not even touch LeBron in one of these playoff games, and LeBron sat there and acted like he had got punched in the face. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Look, I'm getting okay. high pitched. So, we need to change to a <laughs> different subject. LeBron is not the best player no. because he gets foul calls that aren't really fouls. No, he can't sit there and That's get his without having to cry. Even though he's a better passer, he's a better scorer, he's a better defender. He's a better teammate. He has, he's bigger. He's he stronger. He's physically, averaged more Physically, points. he has more gifts than Jordan has. He's got better but tattoos. But when it comes to a killer instinct of, I'm about to kill you, and there's nothing you can do about it, Jordan was This is one ever. one thing that Jordan has over LeBron. That got him six One titles. thing that Jordan has over LeBron is that I feel like when Jordan's hairline started to go back, he just went and shaved his old head. No. LeBron just hadn't done that yet. That's what it is. It's aerodynamics. That's what it is. It's aerodynamics. I'd even argue that hairline. you love Jordan more because it's because LeBron's it's, it's nostalgic. Arrogant. But if Jordan was active right now, you wouldn't like him either. Yeah. The He's things Jordan. The things Jordan did were I don't. It's just ridiculous. Kobe is the closest thing I've it's ever ridiculous seen. Ridiculous because you were a kid. Kobe is the closest. That's thing. That's why it was ridiculous. I grew up watching Kobe. Kobe was the closest thing we've seen to Jordan, not LeBron. Yeah, and Kobe shot like fifty shots a game and made fifteen of them. He's got more titles. He does because he had Shaq. LeBron had. He's got Chris one Bosch more title. And Wayne Wade, and he lost to the Mavericks once, and he lost to the Spurs. I'll give you the Spurs. Spurs were okay, and you'll give me the Warriors. So the only reason Jordan's not better is because LeBron got beat by the Mavericks. Jordan is better. Let's get that straight. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yeah, that took a lot more time than I wanted to. (laughs) NBA draft lottery is this week. For those of you that uh, don't know by now, I'm decked out in Memphis Grizzly gear, and that's the truth. I was just making up about um, Garrett, Greg, and LeBron. the Grizzlies got the fourth overall pick. That they're going to blow. Well, you know who's projected to be... Garrett, you know who's projected to be the fourth overall pick? Marcus Bagley. Um, no, his brother, Marvin Bagley. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one of them. Garrett, yeah, speaking to the microphone. We're recording a podcast. Obviously, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Marvin that? Bagley... <laughs> the <third>. Oh, <laughs> like what was that? Where did Marvin Bagley laugh, play college basketball? You know who Marvin Bagley is, Garrett? Garrett, do you know who Marvin Bagley is? See, center at Duke or power forward at Duke? Yeah. Interchangeable. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 
So that would be uh, my favorite team, drafting my favorite player in the draft. Pretty excited about that. Other than Grayson Allen. Garrett, we're recording a podcast. Stop looking up things to prove your point. We're done with that. That was legit what I was doing. Like, no joke. I typed in why to hate LeBron, and it pulled me up a 10 things list. Okay. All right. Um, anyway. So, I'm really excited about the NBA draft this year. They're saying uh, probably... Aiton or what's the European guy's name? Luka Don Don Donich Donkic. Yeah, or him that will be guy. drafted first. Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Two dollars. Um, I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't draft a European. By the way, we need to fix something here that I don't know if we ever fixed. We had this discussion one time. Who, who is the greatest European player of all time? Joy and Garrett made the argument that it was Manu Ginobili is the greatest European player of all time. Yep, still He's is. And then we had a listener point out to us that Manu Ginobili is from Argentina. Close enough. <laughs> still counts. What about Yao Is that next to Maine? Where's that at? Where's <laughs> That's over there in Europe, ain't it? That's right next to Nebraska? London. What? <laughs> what? What about Yao Ming? That's China. That's Asia. It's That's Europe. closer to Europe than Argentina, Garrett. Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, that's what I said. Dirk. Dirk is the only European player in history that I would take number two in a draft. What about Dikembe Mutombo? No, definitely not European. Not European. Oh, I thought you said international. No, European. Oh. Please. Dirk is the only. Maybe, maybe Powell. I might would take Powell Gasol in the top no. five no. if I was drafting. No. Not over Dirk. Garrett, speak into the microphone. Not over Dirk. Come on, man. No, not over Dirk. I'm just talking about... Like, there's, the point I'm making... I thought we said who was the greatest European uh, player. That was two episodes ago, Garrett. You just brought it back up. No, I'm saying, I would not... The point I'm making, I would not pick a European player number two overall. Because in the history of the NBA, there's only been maybe one or two picks that have actually been, like, franchise all-star players. I'd agree with that. There's been some... I'm not saying European players aren't good, and there aren't good European players. I'm not saying this guy shouldn't be drafted... I'm just saying I wouldn't pick him number two overall. Where was Dirk drafted? What what position? Like what center? He's a center. No, I'm he's saying, from Germany. I don't even mean that. What what number was he's he German. drafted? The number was he like number five, number ten? Oh no, he was a he was a top pick though. I'm pretty sure. What's the Rubio? I thought he was gonna be great when he come out. He just hasn't turned into. He's really been anything. okay. He he's been a hurt, good player. Though. Yeah, he's been a good player. He did really good before he got hurt in the playoffs this year, but. I, He's not a franchise player. Like I said, there's only been one. It's Dirk. Maybe the Gasol brothers. Gasol brothers. Gasol. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm not. there's been other international players that you could take a top pick with. I mean, you got Andrew Wiggins is Canadian. Ben Simmons is Australian. Nine. Dirk was picked ninth. Yep. 
I mean, you got some good players from Africa. Would you pick... Uh, Andrew brought up Yao Ming. Yao Ming had a good few years, but his career just wasn't... Like, if you had to redo, would you... Well, like, with what we know now, or with the potential they have when they were drafted? With what you know now. I would take dirt. I mean, it's hard. hard, Garrett, I'm not saying who would you pick over. I'm saying would you take Yao as a top pick? Oh, sure. Would you say Yao is a lottery pick? I thought he was a solid player. I thought he was actually a... For how many years? Three? Four years? Is that worth a lottery pick to have four good years? I mean that's true. That's a good point. I just but this. Yeah, I mean no, looking at what you looking at what you know him. now, yes. But like I'm just saying, if I had to look at him like being drafted before I knew he'd get hurt, dude, I would have picked him because seven foot six is. Well, seven yeah, foot you, six. if you didn't know how his career was going to turn out, you'd still pick Greg yeah. Oden number one overall. That's true. That's a solid point. Yeah, Greg Oden. You mm-hmm. obviously. If you don't know their career, not not much would change about where people would pick because that is the scenario that the people that were picking had. Greg Oden. When they picked him. Oden looked like he was 40 when he was in college. He just looked old. He was an old man. Yep. And you know who he was teammates with in college? Mike Conley. Fourth pick overall by the Memphis Grizzlies that year. I remember when Greg Oden was coming out, and it was the big debate. Who do you pick first, Greg Oden or Kevin y'all remember the other guy? Y'all Kevin Durant. Yep. And I was like, why would you pick Kevin Durant? Like, the dude can't even lift 100 pounds. Like, look at Greg Oden. Like, he looks like he's 40. Like, why would you pick Kevin Durant? Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Durant. Mm. Durant's amazing. Have y'all watched him? Like, he just he can get his shot whenever – he wants to. Garrett, you can't call a timeout no, in the podcast. I just want to point out one one just want to give a like salute to one person. I don't know who it is, but whoever Garrett is was literally this, saluting who, right Whoever now. it was that was the scout for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That guy When they picked Durant, they were the Durant and then got Westbrook and got Harden. They weren't through trades, they were all drafted, and all mm-hmm. three of them are probably Top ten players, two of them are top five players. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous if they could have kept them three together. And somebody gets a fine for getting a te- having their phone turned on. Somebody's got a text message. You're out. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> I no. thought this was sports and Jesus, not sports and Pharisees. Right now, we're oh. in, right now we're in the sports section. Well, <laughs> Jesus is in sports too. Look at Tebow. Uh, I don't like Tebow. What's wrong with Tebow? I don't know. I Okay, I don't know how we got here. Um, <laughs> like, I know that sounds... I'm not even going, we're not going to get into that. Cause so you like Tebow. You don't like Tebow, but you like Steph Curry. I don't like Tebow. Same person. I'm a Tennessee fan. Tebow played at Florida, and he beat us all four years. Oh. And I don't know if he's really... Oh, good gosh. Is he... Acts like he does. Stop it. I mean, I wonder if Tebow takes as many knees when the cameras aren't around. Wonder the same thing about Steph Curry. Is it? He does. I've seen it on film. (laughs) That means the cameras are on it. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've heard it. I've heard it. (laughs) 
recording. <laughs> I've heard him take a knee. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're uh, so that's all we got for. We'll wait and talk about Tua on the next episode. Or if you type Tua, um, it gets auto corrected as tuna. So we'll talk about tuna and what he said about transferring and almost transferring. Possibly next episode. Um, we also need to soon talk about our uh, bracketology of worship songs. Yeah, we need to talk. Garrett can't hear you because you're not anywhere near the microphone. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on. I did not mean to start. All right. um, So (laughs) we're going to move on to the Jesus section. And uh, Jesus section. I'd like to personally call out Brandon Madison for trying to get out of going to Waffle House. Yeah. There are Waffle Houses everywhere. You think just because you're moving to. Brandon Madison is literally. He is moving to <laughs> Montana. Montana. <laughs> Montana. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from just solely. He's he's saying I got a new job. Really, it's just to get away from this Waffle House. He pro- he googled what's the state with the least amount of Waffle Houses, and that's where he's moving to get away from this vet that he lost to where he has to go to Waffle House for eight straight hours. So I wonder if their Waffle House is as crazy as ours. I wonder. Yep. It's a good yep. wonder to have there, Garrett. Hey, Garrett, drop that beat. Drop it. Dropping it. Everything about God to me is mind blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wear suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, that's what it's gotta be. Like that white cleft dictionary of theology. But nothing trumps the word, call it the Holy Bible. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival, moving is not. Idol. If you preach it, then you liable to have revival. And that's what we need in our local churches. It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus. But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it. Lord Jesus, revive us with your Holy Spirit. Hawaii, Hawaii. I heard it. I heard it that time. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Yanny. Oh, oh good joke, Garrett. <laughs> Guys, did y'all, speaking of that, did y'all see, y'all know the TNT NBA broadcast yes. with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and all them? Google me, Chuck. Yeah. They, <laughs> that was a good Shaq impersonation there, Joey. Just like him, right? Yeah. I was like, Shaq here? Huh? <laughs> um. They did a. They asked. They played that recording, the Laurel Yanny recording, and asked what they all heard. But in Charles Barkley's headset, they played Donut. <laughs> and so they're all like, I hear Laurel. I hear Yanny. He's like, Garrett just got a phone call that really messed up the punchline of that well, I've joke. I've only got my Do Not Disturb on it. Went off anyway. But Charles Barkley was like, I hear donut. Like, all you do is think about donuts. Like, I swear, I hear donut. (laughs) I didn't see that.
It was funny. You, it's it's like here earlier because I'm such a good storyteller. <laughs> was it really funny? It was funny. All right. Um. So, welcome to the Jesus portion of Sports and Jesus. Today, our topic will be foot washing. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> no, our topic today is the prosperity gospel. Some of you might hear that and be asking, what's the prosperity gospel? Garrett. When you think prosperity gospel, what do you think? False. Okay. Um, you can't preaching, just yell. Preaching, there you go. preaching of worldly blessing. Um, I guess I would say the the importance of the messages on worldly blessing, at least from the stuff I've heard, rather than rather than eternal life, it's more based upon this life and being successful and the worldly blessings we get, and that's just contradictory as to what Jesus told us to look forward to and seek after, if that makes sense. Yep. Anything anybody else would like to add to that, Joy or Andrew? They they do a lot of focusing on the will of God is just you being successful, and the will of God is just going to re- give you lots of money and treasures on the earth rather than heavenly treasures. Yeah, I... I think kind of the heart, the heart of um, the prosperity gospel would be that God's desire for our life is for us to be healthy and wealthy. That that's what His goal and His pl- like you said, like what His plan is for us is to be financially successful and physically healthy. Yep. <laughs> um, so, we're getting... Oh, God, stop. Come on, turn. Put your phones on silent. Was that my phone? <laughs> yeah, that might have been my phone. Yeah, that was your phone. That's yeah, that was my phone. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Uh, <laughs> my bad. That was definitely my phone. I find myself. Um, so, I, I got this quote from... Uh, some of y'all are familiar with... David Platt, Secret Church. Um, they just did one, what was it two weeks ago? Was like Three weeks ago. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they discussed <laughs> in the last Secret Church, uh, one of the sections was on, they're talking about false gospels, false religions, cults, and one of them was on the prosperity gospel. And it leads off from with this quote from a popular prosperity preacher, some of you might know, named Kenneth Hagan. And uh, if I can see in this light, I'm going to read this quote. Okay, here it is. Listen to this. Jesus, however, came to redeem us from Satan's power and dominion over us. Okay. Solid. We are to reign as kings in life. That means that we have dominion over our lives. We are to dominate not to be dominated. Circumstances are not to dominate you. Poverty is not to rule and reign over you. You are to rule and reign over poverty. Disease and sickness are not to rule and reign over you. You are to rule over sickness. We are to reign as kings in life by Christ Jesus, in whom we have our redemption. Blech. He's never taken care of a schizophrenic. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all that, but yeah, I mean that's just 
that's crazy. Like that's not that's so out of touch with what life is and what life as a Christian can look like. Sometimes looks like even what kind of life we're called to lead. I mean, that's just out of touch. I mean, that's just that's false. That's false. We can't choose our genes. Yeah, that we're born with. Yeah. Um. So, what are some characteristics of prosperity gospel? Uh, I'll start out. Um, prosperity gospel typically teaches that we should enjoy, enjoy in excess. Like we believe, you know, God blesses us with what what we need. Right? Prosperity gospel would teach that you should desire and seek and enjoy more and in abundance and not just be happy with what you need, not just be happy with making enough money to support your family, but seek to be rich, seek to. And um, and another characteristic of prosperity gospel and prosperity teachings is typically the pastors live this out. I mean, that prosperity gospel preachers are wealthy. Uh, always. I mean, that's a sign of prosperity gospel preaching is this guy is, I mean, you think of, like, what are some examples? You think of guys like Benny Hinn, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes. Like, those guys have private jets. You know, they're making millions a year. And, and they preach the prosperity gospel. They preach, hey, Jesus wants you to be wealthy. If you don't believe me, like, just look at me. Like, look at how God, I've been faithful to God because I'm a preacher. And God has made me rich. And so if you give, if you show your faith by giving to me, which makes me more rich, then God will bless you and make you rich like he has me. And it's just, I mean, it. It's just a corrupt scheme by the pastors to make make themselves wealthy. And, and it's probably, wouldn't y'all say, just in America as a whole, it is the most popular, um, I guess, vein or version of Christianity that's out there. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because we were... We've been taught as well to search and strive for the American dream, and that's a version. You're thinking, they're living out the American dream. I want that, and they're telling me God wants that for me. So it sounds real good. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if you look at the biggest churches, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, um, especially I would say it's, there are some good churches that are not prosperity that are thriving in some of the larger churches that I, I wouldn't label as prosperity today. But I would say especially like in the 80s and 90s and like those were the large giant churches were typically prosperity. I mean, the big name preachers that have the TV shows, that have the TV channels, guys, TBN is a prosperity channel. Like it's like prosperity preachers started it, own it, run it. Um, I mean, it's, and that kind of has 
taken that message to to the rest of the world, and part of it because they have they have the money to do it. Um, they typically have a distorted view of the Trinity. Um, if you can get deep enough to understand their theology, a lot of times they try to stay stay away from theology or stay away from any kind of depth other than God wants best, your best, whatever you think of, what you want, that's what God wants for you. You just have to think of it strong enough. Um, Garrett, stop popping things. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um Garrett just has to make noises. He's one of those kids. <laughs> they believe that... I am 26, thank you very much. Yeah, I am no longer a kids. child. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can fool me, you know. <laughs> um, they believe that faith produces wealth. Um, strong faith produces wealth, as we've talked about. That, And your faith is typically a sign of your faith is how much money you're willing to give to the pastor or ministry or this typically prosperity gospel really attacks people in poverty um, because it, it gives them, hey, here's a short a shortcut to becoming rich. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to just give me money. And if you believe strong enough when you give me money, God will return this ten, ten times as much. Name, uh, I'm not, I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the top pro- prosperity gospels um, a few decades ago. I can't remember. It was a white guy. Um, owned a jet and everything. I can't remember what his name was, but it was him and his wife. They, they were in some prosperity gospel. And I remember, I guess, not just like you will become rich. Um, they ran something one time where this woman was basically told that if she donated enough that, she, that like it, she would be healed of whatever sickness she had and she had cancer and she was also poor and she donated everything she had and died of cancer. And it's like, yeah, that's what you did. Like, that's what you did. That's you just horrible. robbed the yeah. poor. You robbed the poor and you don't talk to him about the you know, the eternal glory that's coming in Christ Jesus, you just focus on the momentary blessing that you can't even provide. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to to the next characteristic I want to talk about. They believe that also strong faith produces health. You know, it's also called the health and wealth gospel. But uh, here is uh, probably the most famous pastor, probably has been the most famous pastor in America for probably the past 15 years or so. But he's also very prosperity. Joel Osteen. Everybody out there knows who Joel Osteen is. The guy that shut the doors of his church when the hurricanes came. Um, I don't think everyone knows who I am. I smiled Joel Osteen. You didn't smile enough. He smiles while he talks. I don't think everyone knows who I am. But they will. (laughs) Keep that smile going. (laughs) All right, that's Joy's Joel Osteen. But, Andrew, you'll you'll like this quote. This goes along with what you were saying earlier. This is a direct quote from Joel Osteen. Maybe Alzheimer's disease runs in your family genes, but don't succumb to it. Instead, say every day, my mind is alert. I have clarity of thought. I have a good memory. Every cell in my body is increasing and getting healthier. 
If you'll rise up in your authority, you can be the one to put a stop to the negative things in your family line. Start boldly declaring, God is restoring health unto me. I'm getting better every day in every way. Yeah, the problem with that is, um, what if it's in the will of God to suffer? We must remember that it was God that said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? And God was sovereign in all that. So it didn't matter what Job said. That was going to happen. And the problem is, if we tell people this, they come to Christ, and then a week later they're diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 4, why do I need Jesus then? Because I was told a lie. And that's the reality of a situation. And it creates apostasy. I don't, this Jesus, I'm sick now. Yeah. And God's not certainly glorified with that. So this is a very touchy subject with, in terms of sickness, because we're not um, guaranteed health. This side of heaven. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, like, there's so many, like, okay, Jesus did heal sick people, right? Yes. Did he heal all the sick people? No. No. I mean, you, according to them, like, they just look at those instances of, of Jesus healing people, and they say, like, that's the way it should be if you have strong enough faith. Like, Jesus didn't heal everyone. Jesus didn't heal all sickness. He didn't. That wasn't, it's clear by his own words, that wasn't his purpose of coming to earth. His purpose of coming to earth was the cross, and he healed people in the midst of that. But that wasn't his his goal. And um, they would say, you know, if you do have cancer, like you have cancer because your faith is strong enough. That's a sign from God that your faith isn't strong enough. And... <clears throat> And my, my question with that is, what do you say to if God's goal for us is to live wealthy and be healthy, and God has come to make our life easier, what do you do with the life of Jesus? I mean, he, did, he didn't have a penny to his name. I mean, he was, he was homeless, pretty much. And then died a horrible death. And if you're like, well, he was God, that was it. What do you do with all of the apostles? What do you do with most of the early church? What do you do to the Christians right now worshiping Jesus in countries that are being persecuted, that are being executed, that are getting their heads cut off because they believe in Jesus? How can you look them in the face and say, Jesus wants you to be healthy. Jesus comes to make your life easier. Like, are you kidding me? That's why prosperity is it's such an American gospel. Concept. Yeah, it's such a first world concept. And and it just doesn't it doesn't match up even if you don't believe in the Bible whatever. Like it doesn't match up historically with what Christianity is. And we're about to get to how it doesn't match up with scripture, Joy, if you want to pull up your scripture app while Garrett says what he's going to say. Just kind of piggybacking off what you said of like, 
if they want to sit there and act like, well, become a Christian and uh, becoming a Christian, like God wants you to be blessed in this life. And hey, like I'm just going to say this. There are some people that he anoints to be kings and there are some that he anoints to not be wealthy. There are some that are blessed beyond measure and there are some that are not. And, you know, God says, like, when it comes to rulers and authorities, that he has appointed them. He has made that decision. So there's some that that's been what God has appointed to them. But I just want to say, like, if you're going to sit there and say that we're all supposed to just be blessed, like, even if you want to sit there and say, well, look at Jesus. Yes, that's a great point. But if somebody wants to say, well, Jesus had to suffer for us. Okay, look at the Apostle Paul, who, in order to serve Christ, was imprisoned, was beaten, was killed, was murdered. Look at all the other apostles that were murdered. And while he's in prison, you have Paul think, saying things like, the present sufferings are not worth comparing with the eternal glory. Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. Or saying that he has had plenty and he has learned what it meant to be in need and he is content. He has learned what it meant to be content. Versus sitting there and saying like, I want to be blessed in this life. If you're living your best life right now, if this is as good as it gets for you, like there's trouble coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's the prosperity gospel does not make Jesus glorious. The prosperity gospel makes the things that Jesus can get you glorious. What makes Jesus glorious? Glorious is when, like you said, like when Paul, when you are suffering and when you are going through hard things and you say, this suffering does not compare to the eternal glories of being with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what typically what grows the church is people, is God's people suffering well, not prosperity. And God uses means to accomplish this. Let's remember that the longest discourse in Scripture where God speaks is in Job. And Job takes him to creation. He takes him to animals. And the whole idea is to expand the perception of God and lower the perception of man. Yeah. To get us to see who we really are. We're dirt that he created. They graciously breathed life into us. And um, Job experienced God, and I, and I have not suffered like Job. But he said, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes see you. Yeah. And he experienced God. And that's what God has to offer us in our suffering is God. Yeah. And that's good. And just 10 more seconds from me. Like, I'm one thing you. is, if... What is more important? Like when you see Jesus healing people, okay, you see Jesus healing people before he goes to the cross. What was his mission? Was his mission to come to this world to heal people? Was that his primary mission? Or was his primary mission to save people from their sins and from the death that they deserve? Jesus' primary mission was your eternal health. It was not your physical health. It was not your wealth. It was your spiritual health. And then two, beautiful eulogy, which I love, David loves, I'm pretty sure we all love sit there and saying this is not to be compared to the joy of knowing our Messiah. 
Yeah. You can give me every single thing in this world. And if I have Christ, and I know Christ, and I have the assurance of Christ, that is so much more worthy than anything this wicked world can give to me. All right, we're we're running out of time, uh, Joy. If you just want to look up at that First Timothy verse, um, we're only going to read a couple of verses, but there's just some some verses that you can look up on your own. Matthew six verses nineteen through twenty four um, is directly goes against the prosperity gospel. Proverbs thirty verses seven through nine, and then Joy is going to read First Timothy. Read First Timothy chapter six. Read I think verses um, nine through eleven. Read those. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kind of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Boom. All right. I'm going to finish this real quick reading the first verse of Shaolin's song, False Teachers. Go look that up if you haven't heard it. Um, Let me begin while there's still ink left in my pen. I'm set to contend for truth. You can bet will offend deception within the church who's letting them in. We talked about this years ago. Let's address it again. And I ain't really trying to start beef, but some who claim to be part of his sheep got some sharp teeth. You cast at me when you criticize them, but Jesus told us in Matthew seven sixteen we can recognize them. And God forbid that for the love of some fans, I keep quiet and watch them die with their blood on my hands. So there's nothing left for me to do except speak to you in the spirit of Jude 3 and 2 Peter 2. And I know that some people label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that there's heresy. How dare they be specific and drop some clarity on the popularity of the gospel of prosperity. Turn off TBN, that channel is overrated. The pastors speak bogus statements financially motivated. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Visualize heretics Christianizing the American dream. It's foul and deceitful. They're lying to people, teaching that camels squeeze through the eye of a needle. Ungodly and wicked, ask yourself, how can they not be convicted, treating Jesus like a lottery ticket? And you're thinking that they're not the dangerous type because some of their statements are right. That only proves that Satan comes as an angel of light. This teaching can't be believed without a cost. The lies you can achieve a crown without a cross. And I hear it all the time when they speak on the block. Even believers are shocked how they're fleecing the flock. It should be obvious then, you know, I'll explain while it's in. The Bible is in 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10. It talks about how the desire for riches has left many souls on fire and stitches, mired in ditches. Tell me who would teach you to pursue as a goal the very thing that the Bible said will ruin your soul. Yet they're encouraging the love of money to make it worse. They've exported this garbage into other countries. My heart breaks even now as I'm rhyming. You want to know what all false teachers have in common. It's called selfism, the fastest growing religion. They just dress it up and call it Christian. Don't be deceived by this funny biz. If you come to Jesus for money, 
then he's not your God. Money is. Jesus is not a means to an end. The gospel is he came to redeem us from sin. And that is the message forever I'll yell. If you're living your best life now, you're heading for hell. Ba-bam. He didn't really mean that. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. Sports and Jesus. AudibleTrial.com slash Sports Jesus. We need a savior full of grace and full of favor. A sinless sacrifice that God above can truly save us. Lord Jesus Christ, our only chance, our only hope. Eternal life, God, you drowned it, boy. Better grab that rope. Better touch his garment. Better grab his robe. Confess, repent, believe before your heart gets cold. Don't trust the world's lies. You got to sever that root. Control, alt, delete, reboot. Now believe the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth.